Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host. I'm Tenant Michael. And I am feeling great. This is our 101st episode. Can you believe it? 101 Dalmatians. Oh, Cruella DeVille and... All those other characters. Oh, yeah. So many memorable characters from that other than Cruella de Vil. There's the, there's the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then there's the... Is it? Is I that, feel like there's a poor kid or something, but I don't know for sure. You can't have a Disney movie without a poor kid. That's true. Um, Speaking of poor Disney kids, can we have a moment for poor, unfortunate Quasimodo, who recently was all over Twitter uh, because his home had a little accident. Yeah, I saw the cartoons of him hugging the cathedral and crying, right? Yeah, and it's weird. I mean, who am I to appear What was his the... story uh, even? He just lived in there and He was so had a dumb repulsive <laughs> that he lived in the most famous Catholic church. Oh man. Do you think every Catholic church has a repulsive like uh, you know, reject from society? I mean, <laughs> Maybe in the rafters or something. Yeah. Well, what was the so? Wait, was the original story of Quasimodo more dark and weird than the Disney version? Because I assume because the Disney version is probably like, oh, he's got a heart of gold. I assume they cleaned up the Disney version because like all those grim fairy tales always involved like eating yeah, like children eating or someone's liver. Yeah, or like pecking eyes out uh, a bird or something. So. Hmm. Well, poor Quasimodo. Had you seen the, that place, Michael, Notre Dame? I, had, I have seen it, yes. I've seen it uh, with my mother. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and it wasn't on fire when we were there, so that was the difference. Huh. I actually broke the news to my mom that it was on fire, and she was very upset, and then I regretted it. Oh, you just would have rather kept her in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, looks like we're getting going here. Uh, hey, so Mike, last week was the live show. It certainly was. It was, uh, I think... You know, I, I'm a little biased, but I think it's going to go down in the history books, as, you know, on the scale of something like Woodstock or uh, SARS stock mm-hmm. as one of the great live events, one of the great live concerts of all time. I agree. I, I, I've got to be honest, though, Mike. I told you before the live show, I'm tonight, I'm all in. And I was all in. Yeah. I was hammered. I didn't go home that night. I threw up. And you said to me before the show, I'm going to go all in as well, James. Yeah. And you didn't. You didn't get bar- you didn't barf. You didn't end up well, lying in a gutter somewhere like I did. Well, I had some wine, but I didn't barf. If that's what you had mean by wine. going all the Come way. Come on, man. Where did you stay that night? I don't know. I blacked out. I woke up in a diner at like 10 a.m. Well, that's, that's no good. Yeah, I had a few glasses of wine. I celebrated. Um... And I had a great time, although it was a little marred. Uh, Bill marred. <laughs> Bill Marr. Imagine if Bill Marr had been there. He wasn't there. Um, so it was our 100th episode. We did a live show at the Ossington here in Toronto, and uh, I couldn't have been more pleased with the turnout. It was the cream of the crop of Toronto entertainment. Um, who was there? Uh, ben and Brian Mulrooney mm-hmm. were there. I was surprised Ben brought his dad. 
I wasn't. Really? He no. didn't seem like a you know live podcast type of guy. No, or... I mean that's the mistake a lot of people make with Brian Mulroney. But he is a live podcast guy. He will actually fly around the world to attend live podcast tapings. Really? Uh, WTF? Stop uh, podcasting yourself. And guys, we effed. He went to a live recording of of that uh, the sex podcast. He did. He did. Yeah. Wow. I don't see. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, who else was there? On our hundredth episode, uh, broken social scene. They were all there. They almost filled the uh, filled the, th- the theater just with themselves. Oh, because there's so many. Yeah, uh, Lou Bagoy, Jeff Martin, David oh, Usher. Yeah. yeah, and actually, it was cool when Jeff Martin and David Usher were there because uh, uh, Jeff Martin produced the David Usher song "Black Black Heart." So back did he? behind, yeah. So in the, in the, I ran into them in the bathroom, and I was like, "We got to do an acapella," and they did an acapella version of David Usher's really? song "Black Black Heart." Could you? I hate to put you on the spot, but would you mind singing a, a it's few like, lines? Black Black Heart. Did you want him all? Did you take it peacefully on me to satisfy? I'm on fire. Remember that. It doesn't ring a bell, but was this this wasn't a moist song? It was a David no, Usher solo. No, it was solo? a David Usher solo song. All right, post, don't post moist. Post moist. We're living in a post moist world. To you. Who else was there though? Let me see, just off the top of my head. Oh, the Property Brothers. Were oh there? yeah, even their third uh, brother, the Goth one. Yeah, the Goth one. Um, he usually he's they sort of keep him in the dark, but uh, mm-hmm. they brought him out. Um, uh, Chad. No, it was cool to see the the, the PBs. Yeah. Because they live in Vegas now together in a mansion. Yeah, they're very successful and they live together in a mansion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and I don't find... A lot of people say, oh, there's something creepy about those two. I don't see it. No. In fact, I think there's a... The, what attracts me to them is the lack of creepiness. Me too. Me too. And the... You know, there's two of them. One guy's the more by-the-book uh, straight-laced guy. And one yeah. guy's the rogue. He's the contractor. And he has highlights in his hair. Right. And he clearly had just gotten new highlights. He was looking good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, the evening was marred, though, a little bit, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I need to address this. Uh, Red Green was there. Mm-hmm. Red Green from the Red Green Show. And anyone who's ever met Red Green will know that when he's around, everything always has to be about him, right? Mm. He won't let anyone else, like, uh, have, you know, the best jokes, uh, mm-hmm. If anyone is telling a story, he interrupts and sort of goes off on his own thing. And he was sort of stealing the spotlight from me all night when I was going around shaking hands and stuff. And at one point, I got so furious with him because he cut me off in front of Ben and Brian. I just tossed my black Russian in his beard. Wow, and I didn't see that. Yeah, I got pretty mad. And then Ben and Brian had to hold us back because we were going to come to blows. Wow. Over that. Yeah. Well, you you guys have had a thing. Like I get along with Red Green. I don't have a problem with him. I do not. But I, you yeah. guys clearly have a thing that you should work out. I hate him. I know you do, and it's weird. I mean, he seems fine to me. Well, I guess I don't know. You, but I mean, I you guess you guys have a similar energy. Like not to that's insult you. That's true. You have a Red Green energy. That's true. Yeah, it's called Big Dick Energy. <laughs> uh, and yes, we both have it. But I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I get along yeah. with him, but well, yeah, it was it was awkward. Like people were uncomfortable. Yeah, at the interaction. Not everyone can get along uh, with everyone. I guess is the takeaway. Mm. Um, but it was very fun. And mm-hmm. thank you, everyone who came. Yeah, thank you to the Ossington. Oh, it's a wonderful venue. It is. You yeah. should go there. Um, uh, it was fun, wasn't it, Mike? I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Very fun. Very nice. Great guests. Yeah. At this point, we'd like to also thank our Patreon supporters. Yes. Thank you so much. You can help us out. You know, every little bit really does help. And we're at patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And, uh, you know, so far we've got a nice number, but we'd like to uh, like to even get more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much to everyone who does that. I mean, we'd be dead if they didn't. If they didn't do that, yeah, we'd just be dead. We'd die. Um, so, should we do... We have a segment. I think we should do it. Let's do it. Uh, and, and the segment is... What's it called? It's called Share Was in Toronto? It's called The Landlord Intended Podmess Presents Share and Share Alike? Or oh. Share Was in Toronto? Okay. So, Share was in Toronto recently, and we both went to the concert. Yeah, we bumped into each other at the Share concert, and I didn't know you were a fan. I am. I didn't know you were a fan. I mean, I kind of clocked it in you, but... I'm always wearing Share shirts and Share hats. That's right, and your hair reminds me a bit of Share's yeah. uh, from the Moonstruck era. You have long, black, curly yeah, hair. flowing. But, um, yeah, so she recently played at the... Now, what do they call it now? It used to be called the Rogers Center, and now it's called, what, the... The Rogers Center. It's still called oh, that. Oh, it's still... Which, which is the one that changed names? The Air Canada Center became the Scotiabank Arena. It's hard to know which conglomerate is sponsoring which stadium. Anyway, we bumped into each other. And we had a lovely time at the Share Show, and we thought it'd be fun to just give a sort of a rundown of some of the surprising things that Cher did on stage. Yeah, yeah, she it was a tour de force. She did all sorts of unexpected stuff. It was an amazing concert. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I, if you don't mind, I'll go first. Please, please. So Cher started the show. You know, she has a reputation for being a brassy, you know, gives no Fs type of woman. Mm-hmm. And the way she started the show made that clear. She did a techno version of O Canada with sassy lyrics. Really? Yeah, sassy. And, she, you know, she's... A, Queen of Sass, I'll just give the listeners a little taste of what she said. Uh, she changed the lyrics from uh, to, Oh Canada, I'm not going to do an impression of her. Okay. But she's saying, Oh Canada, you think you're man enough for me. Show me what you got, honey. I don't give love for free. No, and that was to the tune of Oh Canada, and it went on in that fashion. Was it uh, auto-tuned? It was auto-tuned. Hmm. It was like, oh Canada, show me what you got, honey. Like that kind of thing. Wow. Again, I'm not going to do a share impression. Mm, mm. Very cool. But it was very eye-opening. That's neat that she sang a national anthem at her concert. Yes, with sassy lyrics. Yeah. Okay, um, one thing I noticed at the Cher concert was, um, you know how Cher's pretty famous for her great tweets? Oh. She gets retweeted a lot. She's the queen People of really like Cher's tweets. Very political, also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't say I agree with it, but... Um, she she went on stage and brought up how her tweets are popular, but how she really feels like her Facebook statuses get overlooked. Oh, right. Yeah, so she actually took 20 minutes and said, hey, just so you know, uh, I'm pretty good on Facebook, too. And she read a long Facebook status she wrote. I forgot that part of the evening, but yeah, what was it about again? Um, yeah, it was just about uh, linking to uh, a thing about the environment and how, you know, we got to... You know, stop throwing away uh, plastic straws. Right. And it was just a very long, drawn out thing, and um, it was it was great. It was she's really good at Facebook as well. Well, a uh, mental note: Michael, follow fa- uh, follow share on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she even kind of played a little game with it, like, you know, I'm poking you, I'm poking you, and I invite you to, you know, all, all this stuff. It was cool. It was cool. It's neat to see another side of her. Yeah. Hmm. And James, that's a great 
share impression. I'm not going to go there. I can't Thank do you. it. But you did a good one. Thank you. Um, it's funny. Another moment in the night during the share concert where the the music sort of stopped for a bit mm-hmm. was uh, just before she sang her hit "If I Could Turn Back Time." Ah, uh. now it's a song that deals with time travel. And before she launched into it, she brought out an astrophysicist to basically give a 45-minute TED Talk on the concept of time travel. Will we ever be able to do it? Uh, what are the limitations? Is it, you know, um, is it reasonable within our lifetimes? And um, it was interesting, but I, I, I was unconvinced by what the, the uh, astrophysicist had to say. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, he thinks we're going to do it. Yeah. So. You know, good for share. Imagine me and you traveling through time and visiting, you know, ancient Rome together Mm. or the future. Mm. No, thank you. Uh, The second thing uh, I noticed at the share concert that would surprise me was that um, if you look closely throughout the whole thing, she was wearing a CPAP machine. That is those sleep masks that people wear to stop from, from snoring so they can breathe better. And Oh, is that what that was? Yes. If you look closely, she had one on the whole concert. It kind of looks like uh, the villain from uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Like, it looks like having that on your face. Yeah. Imel and Joe or whatever it is. A Morton Joe. It was a neat look and it had glitter on it like she shared it up. Yeah. She, but, yeah. She'd be dazzled, I guess. Yeah. Uh, her CPAP machine. And um, I guess she, I don't know, wanted to have a good sleep after the show. Uh, it was hard to clock, but if you did, it was a it was, uh, nice Easter egg. Yeah, and there was an interesting noise, like you could hear the yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the machine um, noise. Mm. Uh, and my third and final thing I noticed at the Cher concert that recently happened here in Toronto. Um, so you know she was in that movie, The Witches of Eastwick, years ago with uh, Sarandon, Pfeiffer, and Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, mm. right, the great actor who just recently turned eighty-two. Now, she stopped the show after doing Believe, and she was like, this wasn't planned. I I didn't mean to do a share, but there it is. Mm-hmm. And she opened Skype on a big screen in the stadium, and she Skyped Jack Nicholson. Wow. And he was, not, he was clearly not expecting it, because when he opened up, he was sitting on the throne in Hollywood. What do you mean by throne? He was on the, he was on the John, and he got so mad at Cher, he was like... Share, I'm on the John. I, wow. I don't do a good Jack Nicholson. Do you do one? Share, I'm on the John. I don't know. I'm surprised he even knows how to work a computer if he's 82. He's 82. Well, he must have. Maybe he had a helper there with him in the in his bathroom. Maybe he had. I don't know. If you were rich, really rich, would you have a bathroom helper? Yes. Ah. Hmm. Don't you like privacy in there? Well, it's complicated for me. I do like privacy, but I also like uh, help, because I often have trouble in, in that room. Oh, well, TMI. Um, well, very cool. Very interesting. That's neat to get a yeah. glimpse of Jack. It was neat to see Jack Nicholson, because I feel like that was ba- like a lot of bang for, for our buck. Mm, absolutely. Um, what, what's the last thing I remember from the Cher concert? Oh, yeah. I remember she, she did a funny bit. It was kind of really stand-up. Like She, she did try stand-up at the... At the show. And she would, did this really funny long joke. It was kind of a Gary Gullman, uh, Nick Thune kind of long oh, story. funny stuff. About how um, her name is Cher, and everyone always thinks that she's saying chair. <laughs> and she did this long, probably 10-minute 
sort of storytelling thing about how, you know, you can't sit on me. Oh, you can't put me under a table, you know? And uh, it was really good. It was like a long, good, funny story just about how misunderstanding she has, you know, like I'm, she'll be like, I'm sure. And then someone will be like, Oh, a chair? Where? Uh, what? What? You know, so it was good. It was good. <laughs> I wonder if Cher recently read stand-up comedy, the book, because in the first chapter, it says, you know, make jokes about, you know, th- uh, easy things like the way you look or your name or your ethnicity. I wonder if Cher read that and was like, my name, Cher, chair, mm-hmm. and then wrote that routine. It's possible. It was funny. It was yeah. very good. I wonder if she'll get a Netflix uh, is a joke special. Oh. Yeah, or Comedy Now. Imagine if Cher got a Comedy Now special right here on the Comedy Network and CTV in Canada, because that would put her on the fast track to a whole new uh, type of superstardom. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, well, that's the segment. The Landlord and Tenant Podmas present Cher. Uh, Cher. Yeah. Um, okay, well. I guess, uh, is there anything else you wanted to cover before... Uh... No, I have nothing else to say, and I feel very strongly We don't need to tell that. people to please come to the live show, because it already happened. It's over. Unless you're time-traveling. Oh! Like Cher tried to ram down our throats. Um, well, why don't we take a short break and come back with our guest? Yes. Welcome back to the show, everybody. 101. Now is the part of the show where we always bring on our guests, and this week is no different. Uh, She just arrived in Toronto last night from all the way from the West Coast in Vancouver, BC. Let's welcome her. It's Caitlin Howden. Hi, you two. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks Thanks for being on it. Wow, that almost felt planned. <laughs> I'm sorry, Caitlin. That's fine. Mike just, you know, some people just have a vibe where they seem creepy and they can't help it. You don't have to tell me. I got it as soon as I walked into the room. Really? Yeah. I'm actually staying with Mike while I'm here, so trust yes. me. Oh, I'm sorry. There's yeah. nothing creepier than a man at night. <laughs> I love that. I'd love to see that on a, on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, I, I am staying on the couch. James mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Caitlin has my bedroom. Yeah, we uh we met on a website. It's a uh, couchsurfing.com. Yeah. Oh. And Mike was very kind. Uh while I should have been on the couch, he did insist that I take his bed and I thought that was yes. very nice of you, Mike. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, whenever I have guests over, I always, you know, I exile myself to the couch. James actually stayed in my bedroom for several months. Yeah, yeah. I had some money troubles and I actually crashed at Mike's too. And same same deal. I take the bedroom, yep. he takes the car. I mean, it's just a standard host thing, I think. I uh, think it's the polite thing to do. Yeah. If I could give a little bit of gentle feedback. Oh, uh, do you have to? Well, okay, okay sure, here's sure. the thing. I think okay. I think your listeners want to know that um you need a, a a box spring. You need some sort of frame. Having a mattress on the floor okay. is really bad energy. This old conversation mm. again. Yeah. And right. maybe push the mattress up against a wall. I yeah, like that's ha- weird. No, that's weird. like the mattress on the floor is not great. Right, college student whatever. centered in the middle of the room. No. Mattress on the floor. That that's how I roll. No, that's what's weird. That's what makes it seem like you're deranged. It took me an hour and a half to try and figure out how to get into bed. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I, I walked around. I must. I must have got caught in a bit of a loop actually because 
I could not figure out what was the head and what was the foot. Yeah. Well, it's a, little, a nice little nighttime puzzle. That's when I yelled at you. Yes. Or even side to side, because Mike's bed is oddly square. Yeah, yeah it's, not a, it's not a double, is it? I think it's just like, I think Mike's bed is, um, you know those, uh, what do you call those things you put your feet on next to a couch? Ottoman. ottoman. An ottoman. I think your bed is an ottoman. Mm. Just a, bi- a slightly bigger ottoman. An than ottoman with no legs. That's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, at least if you fall, here's the reason why I don't have a box spring. If I fall out of my mattress, uh-huh. I don't really have far to go to hit the ground and hit my head and injure myself. So it's a safety uh, you know, measure. Oh. But do you fall out of bed a lot? Every night. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm a roller and I fall out of bed at least three or four times a night. You should go to a doctor. No. Well, maybe, because here's the thing. I also heard the, there is no door, right? And that was a bit yeah. bothersome. Yeah. There was no door to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Transparency, yeah. Well, it's not nice to have a guest and not give them a door. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Oh, well, okay. So I could hear you. I could hear you last night. And mm. it, wasn't, um, it wasn't a good noise. It was like a... <gasps> like a... <gasps> yeah, yeah, I have uh, night breathing problems, but... Yeah. And I went to check on you, and your own hand was in your mouth. You had shoved a whole hand yep, in your mouth. Yep, he'll do that. I don't know when that started, but it is a thing. And, uh, do you think you're eating a sandwich in your dream or something? No, I think I'm eating a slice of pizza. Oh, fun dream. question. What's your favorite sandwich? Oh, I love... Okay, Favorite thing question. in a sandwich. Here we go. Mm. What are you going to do? You've got... There's no one behind you in line. You got a fresh deli in front of you. Are we okay? Are we at Subway, Quiznos, a deli? Where are we, Mike? Any? Okay, I'll I'll say a um, you know, like a classic um turkey slice, mm. grated cheese, yep, mustard mayo, bacon. Wow, you're going for two proteins. Yeah, that's no, nice. No lettuce and tomatoes or onions. Oh yeah, and those, but I don't think about those. Okay, you, you think can? they should just come with every sandwich? I just eat them for the health. I don't think about them. Yeah. You could also just get a side salad, because basically what that is, is a salad. Let's not let anyone fool yeah, us. Yeah. It's sandwich. a salad on a sandwich. You know that in the UK, um, they, the sandwiches have corn in them, and they call it sweet corn. So if you get like a tuna sandwich, it comes with just I don't think that's studded true. with corn. And think- the pizza has corn on it, too. And this is not... We joke around a lot on this podcast, but this is a true uh, fact. I've traveled quite a bit, like on many a couch, and I can guarantee you what you said is a bold faced lie. They have corn and everything. Huh. I've had tu- I've had corn and tuna. I've had corn and tuna. You have? Yeah. You've never know. never told me. I don't need to tell you every time I eat corn. Ay, ay, ay. Have you ever put tuna on corn? You know, like how they have like Mexican corn. Yes, you can yeah. have like a cheese yeah. on it. It'd be interesting if you mix the cheese with some tuna and got a real mouthful. So you, bar- you barbecue or whatever the corn, dip it corn, in butter, dip it in the butter, then you put a layer of tuna on it, bit of t- and you pat it on with your hands. I can imagine mm-hmm. the tuna wouldn't stay on on its own. No, but it's you, flopping off it's there. It's flopping off. You got to eat it fast. Do you prefer tuna mixed with mayonnaise or like an olive oily tuna? Mayonnaise all the way. Mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah. Pickles. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. A little bit of Worcestershire sauce. In your tuna sandwich? Yes. Wow, I've never, that's never occurred to me. Oh, of course, it's the umami. Umami. Oh, right, that flavor. <laughs> yes, it's the new flavor. Ah, that's a new flavor? Well, I mean, it's not new, but we've named it. Right. It's like stars. They're not new, but we're naming them. 
That's a good point. So, you, I, sorry, Mike. Oh, I was going to say, what is my favorite sandwich if I could order anything I wanted? I guess I'd get a um, a big, uh, the, what's it, the uh, BMT at Subway? Bigger, meatier, tastier? Do they still have that one? You pick a Subway sandwich, those a smell... Pre, a pre-made one? The ones that they've already... Well, no, no, like the guy makes it, or the, or the gal, or the person makes it right in front of me, and it's a BMT, a uh, foot long. I mean, of all... The idea that you could have any sandwich in the world and you'd choose Subway. Like, it's gross. Ever walk by a Subway? You smell, yes. like you smell it from like a block away. And it smells weird. It smells good. No, it smells like plastic. No offense to Subway. Are, were you a Subway person or a Mr. Sub person or a Quiznos person? Or? Well, you know, I'm, I, I, uh, I, I'm actually a Mike's Sub person. What? Montreal? Yeah, Montreal. Mike's Sub. Buddy. I've never heard of Mike Sub. Mike Sub, yeah. You'd love it, Mike. I would love it. It's named after me. And uh, that's, that's all I need. That's all you need. Yep. You know what? But I will say this, Mike, to defend your choice in sandwiches. It's in the same way that I'm not going to redo the electrical plumbing in my house. You know, I'm going to hire an electrical plumber to do that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to get a sandwich, I'm going to get an artist, a professional, to do that for me. Right. You know, we need to outsource these kinds of things. It's in the same <laughs> way I need a place to stay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to find it. I'm going to let someone else say, I already have a home. Mm, right. Come over. So this is the thing you do, huh? You're a couch surfer. All over the world. Wow. Surf's up. Surf's up. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Catch a wave and you're sleeping on somebody's couch. <laughs> is it a long couch? Is it a love seat? Hopefully it's a long couch. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been my way of seeing the world. I just got back wow. from Thailand recently. Oh, Whoa. the land of smiles. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm a different woman. I was there for almost two and a half weeks. Whoa. Right. And it, you have to go. You so, just have to go. Wow. I've heard of the song, one night in Bangkok, but uh-huh. I've never heard of the song Two Weeks in Bangkok. Is that something you can speak to? You know what? I wasn't exactly in Bangkok, but thank you uh, for letting me tell you where I went. I was in Khao Pao, a small island. No one's ever been. Ooh, very, wow. very tiny. And I was there. I was picking up garbage. And that was my... Not exactly a relaxing holiday. Uh, hey, it's it's not always about relaxing sometimes. Sometimes it's about enough. doing some good. Wow. Yeah. That's nice, Caitlin. I'm a pretty good person. And you met someone there and they said, hey, stay on my couch. No problem. Well, what's nice about Thailand is that it's warm enough to sleep outside. Ah. So I was, uh, I was lucky enough to find... Well, the first night I did... The first night I did say I was going to sleep outside. Turns out bugs are bad in thailand Uh-oh. bad 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 big bugs well i hope you brought some uh, uh off is that what the bug spray is yes off, off. yes that is what a, bug a pretty spray basic is. knowledge thing yeah like. but great um great naming of a product citronella candles deet, deet? oh yeah. deet's the real yeah. stuff i yeah. ended up getting a hotel uh, on the second night though i did end mm. up staying at a hotel for the rest of the trip mm. but okay. it was beautiful Caitlin, can I ask you one question? Again? <laughs> about, well, yeah. You mentioned Mike's Submarine. Yes. Submarine? Submarines. That's a Quebec submarine chain? That's right. It's the only English restaurant in Quebec. Now, what differentiates, for our non-Quebecois listeners, mm. uh, Mike's Submarine from, from your Quiznos, from your Subway, from your Mr. Sub? 
Oh, well, here's a, so Montreal loves hot food, right? Mm, it's really? kind of iconically a hot food city. Right. Uh, and I think I could extend that to the rest of the province, but it's not my, I, I, I would feel uncomfortable extending it. I've never okay. lived in the rest of the province. I've only lived in, in Montreal, Montreal right. so I'm going to speak to what I know. Okay. We love anything hot. We love a hot meat. The hotter, the better. Mm. And we like our meat to be boiled. We love a, like, get it really boiled. That is the secret to our bagels, to our smoked Ah. meat. Think of anything that iconically Montreal, I'll tell you one thing, it's probably been boiled. Wow. Boil City. Yes. The, the, the captain's boil should have been in Montreal. (laughs) It's it's funny you point that out because I never put two and two together. Uh, Probably one of the, most famous Montrealers, Leonard Cohen, rest in peace. His songbook is littered with songs about boiling. Uh-huh. Boiling meats, boiling treats, yes. boiling be- bread. Yeah. Well, it's what the, the Les Filles du Roi, remember the, 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 the young prostitutes that were sent over by France to populate Quebec? Yes. First started boiling things, and that's where it originated. Like boiling their underwear? underwear? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that... Probably to get the germs out. Got to get the germs out and, you know, got to entice the young woodsmen to fall in love with these daughters of the king and then hopefully create a province that will one day be contentious and difficult. (laughs) Yeah. And love Aki. Yeah. Um, I lo- you, Bill 101, right? Oh. Should, should the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs, uh. should they have a new mascot who is a boiled meat? Because I know they have uh, Yuppie now, who is the only mascot to migrate from one sport to another, from baseball. Yeah, well, we're, 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 an, we're an economical province. Right. You know, mm. We're very economical, so we do want to reuse spokespeople. Mm. I would be more interested in creating a new Yuppie. Uh, maybe soupy. You know, oh, soupy. for Ravi soups. Yes, rest in peace. Ravi died. Well, yeah, yeah. Had too much soup. Oh no, Caitlin. I noticed your fr- French accent is really nice. Thank you. And it's a Quebec accent, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I hope I'm hiding it enough. I'm I'm trying to sound as no phone as possible. It's cool. No, you you can is, you can understand me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. Thank can, you. Can. Is there a difference? Because there is a difference. I don't know if you're capable of this, but like between France, a French uh, accent from France and a French accent from Quebec, mm-hmm. what does the difference sound like? So the <laughs> French accent from France is much uh, nicer. Mm-hmm. It's uh, more in your mouth. It's, uh, it's a bit more, more complacent uh, language. Mm-hmm. And then the Quebecois accent is a lot more... I hello, my Claude Marielle. Are, are you like the Newfoundlanders of France? Like, do people in France consider you uh, to you know be lesser than the way we consider people from Newfoundland? Absolutely, to be absolutely. On my travels, I have been to France, and I've attempted to speak French, and they hate it. If really? you know what I mean, yeah, right. they hate it. Actually, it's funny you mentioned Newfoundland. Um, in Quebec, we've got a really great Newfie joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. I mean, you are on the the absolute correct podcast to tell this joke. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, this is so this joke only works in the year 1994. So, this is when it oh, originated. Just before you go on, I just want to acknowledge that that was the year we lost Kurt Cobain. So, just to put this joke in context. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I'm running through the joke in my head. 
Yeah, no, okay, it's so good, it's so good. All right. Okay, so um, so keep in mind, there's a referendum happening. Right. The province of Quebec is saying, we're going to leave Canada. Yes. yes. And so this joke emerges, this one joke I, I can remember, and it, it goes like this. <clears throat> okay. Um, why does Newfoundland want Quebec to separate? Ooh. I don't know. Why? <laughs> because they think it's going to be a shorter drive to Toronto. Oh, because <laughs> if that literally the land they moved out of, the way, go out of the way, they're not very bright. And that, yeah, yeah, to Americans listening, that's a Canadian thing. You make jokes about that people from Newfoundland are a bit uh, slow. Yeah, yeah, keep them on the rock. Uh, yeah. That, now, do they tell, I haven't seen it, but do they tell that joke in the musical Come From Away? The 9-11 musical. You know what? I have not seen that 9-11 musical. Mm. I've seen the other 9-11 musical, but no, they don't do that one. Okay. What was the other 9-11 musical? I think it was not Hamilton. No. Uh, it was, um, what was it called? It was, uh, what was the other 9-11 musical? It was called like the- um, oh, Return of the Towers? Oh, right. When the towers regrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a weird one. Yeah. It was like- Oh no, the towers have fallen down. What the heck is sprouting up from the ashes? And yeah. the new towers grew. Yeah, it and was very Jack and the Beanstalk-esque. Yeah. And there were a lot of songs about like New York City uh, building code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know... And a lot of dark fantasy elements. Yes. Because the towers were sentient and kind of communicated yeah. to people. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the, the Eye of Sauron. Anyway. Mm, Lord yeah. of the Flies. Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd rather be a lord of some rings than some flies. Thank you. Now, you were talking about France and Quebec, and something uh, recently happened in France, Paris, to be perfectly honest. Uh, The roof of Notre Dame Cathedral caught fire. Yes. We don't know how still. Fire. It caught fire, and it was destroyed, and the famous spire collapsed. Um, Montreal has a sort of small copy of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Old Montreal. Is that true? Uh, that's true, yes. yeah. So Where I mean, Celine Dion herself was married. Really? René Angelil, rest in peace. And he, he died, and the original Notre Dame caught fire. Mm, something's going on. Uh, you know, I, I think everyone is really easy to hate on Celine Dion, but truly, I, I think she's magic. I think she's a kooky little magician with a range of an angel. Oh, yeah. You know what's a good song? Don't give up on your faith. Love comes to... That's, I love that song. Not even as a joke. Oh, you know what my favorite? I always have this as an earworm in my, in my ear. Is um, mm. When you call on me. All the time. Wait, how does that... What happens after that? I get wings to fly. I know that I'm alive. Woo! Wow! Yeah, that bravo! Was good, I mean, I'm sorry. I ha- Did you like the dance? <laughs> yes, it was that a was wonderful really dance. Really good. I I agree with you that Celine is like she's a kooky kind of um, unique and very funny natural performer. Yeah, makes me wonder why don't they give her a sitcom? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. give her a sitcom. We all you know Jan Arden has a sitcom and it's doing well. Yes, but why not give Celine a sitcom? She'd I could see it. She, she would be great. great. She could play all the characters. Her and all oh. her brothers and sisters. Doesn't she have 
She could play all her brothers and sisters. Oh maybe. my god! Doesn't she have like fifteen brothers and sisters? Yes, and she can play like it's kind of like a pen fifteen situation <laughs> where she goes back and plays herself as a thirteen year old Celine Dion falling in love with a forty five year old Renee Angelou. <laughs> Who could play Renee? Would it be oh. Jeffrey Tambor? No, he's. Not he's not he's allowed, not to, allowed play to play anymore. Well, if, if you're talking like a fifth, a forty-five year old version of Renee, uh, whatever his name is, yeah. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, who's the one? Renee Zellweger. Was... No, Mike. She would wear a little bald cap. Gotta be a, a bald guy with white beard. hair. Oh, Moses Neimer. He'd be good. Wasn't he a producer on Much Music? Yeah, but he just has the look. But maybe, oh, yeah. who else is a bald guy with slick back hair? Um, Pitbull. Yeah, Pitbull. Pitbull would be great. Pitbull <laughs> plays Renee. What was his name? Angelil. Renee Angelil. Uh, Celine Dion plays herself and her eight siblings. And uh, who would play Jean Chrétien? Oh, Mike Myers? Yes. Yes. You see Mike Myers in that Queen movie? I didn't even know it was him until the credits. <laughs> He's always surprising me. There will be times that I'm watching a movie and it's only later that I go... That was Mike Myers? Yeah, he... Uh, I'm shocked. It is crazy. It's funny that you couldn't tell it was him. Uh, I mean, he was only under 50 pounds of makeup and prosthetics, and no one recognized him. No. I know, it's nuts. Um, you know, he plays uh, Thanos. In Game of Thrones? No, uh, in The Avengers. That's Mike why Myers he it has a Scottish accent? Yeah, that's why he's sort of like, uh, go okay, no The spoilers, Avengers. No oh, spoilers, sorry, sorry. No, no spoilers. Don't worry, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, can't spoil anything anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, no Not kidding. even milk. That'll, that'll stay in your fridge for a month. Uh, can we go back to the idea of a Celine Dion uh, sitcom, if you guys are interested? Uh, is that okay? Yeah, uh, sure. Do you think it would be a workplace sitcom, or would it be a... Uh, sort of bio sitcom. Like, would she play a um, you know, a woman working in an office, or would she play herself? I mean, I see her like maybe it's a woman, maybe it's a family owned depenner convenience mm. store kind of situation. Ala Kim's convenience, I guess it's very similar. Yeah. To Celine's place. Yeah, 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 yeah. D- D- uh, the Dion Depp. Oh, that's I love good. that Dion yeah. Depot. Yeah. If it was her home hardware, like a, a hardware, hardware store. Yeah, yeah. And it could be like Kim's Convenience where she plays maybe her own uh, very old-fashioned, very you know uh, strict conservative father yes. who's always wagging his finger at the young Celine who's trying to, you know, she doesn't want to be in the store. She wants to be singing. She wants to be singing. She wants to be singing and dating a, you know, a man who's three times her age. Yes. And then he's always like... Um, you bet the same. <laughs> and she's always like, no, papa. You know? Yeah. And then the business isn't going well, right? Yeah. At the desk. Well, of course. And then she thinks, well, bring them in here. We've got to get them in the store. And she starts singing in the store. Oh, right. my God. And then people start coming in. And while they're there, you might as well buy some gum. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's an actually good idea. Or, you know what? Mm. Her dad probably discouraged her singing. Like, sure. I can't do yes. a Quebec accent like you, but you can't be singing. You've got to work in this store, <laughs> you know? That's good. Thank James, you. James, you, you put your Quebec accent down for no reason because well, it's very good. Thank you. And yeah, and she's like, but, I'm singing is my, but singing is my dream. And then, yeah, like you say. She sings and it saves the store. Saves and the, the dad store. realizes. And cigarette sales go through the roof. Absolutely, because everyone's like, whoa, that was so good, like <laughs> sex. Yeah. That's what I always say about her music is that it's the closest thing to an orgasm I'll ever know. <laughs> ever? Wow. Well, I just, you know, I just, I know me. I, I think in life it's important to set realistic goals and realistic yeah. 
standards for what I'm expecting from life. Mm-hmm. Now, Celine Dion, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't she own or does she own a restaurant chain in Quebec? She used to. I don't know if she Nichols? still owns it. Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. And it was Nichols. a 50s themed diner. That's right. Because when you think of Celine Dion, you think of, you know, Greece, you think of uh, Duons. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bill Haley and the Comets. Yes, every table had its own jukebox. And you could wow, play your own music. That... And so the restaurant was a nightmare audibly. Yeah, that right. sounds like every a cacophony. Table was playing a different. Do you think that's like an insight into like what it's like, like in Celine's mind, where it's just 12 different 50s records playing at once at all times? Ooh. Yeah, I can imagine her mind is a lot of things happening at once. And sort of Renee, sort of. Being like, I'm here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she wow. must miss him. Yeah, well, yeah, I wonder if she's dating. I bet you she is. I bet she's dating some hot ass dude. Does she still, does she live in Vegas or Montreal or does she live in Paris? Where, where is she? Where is she? It's not for us to know. Right. I'll tell you that. Well, she has a show in Vegas, doesn't she? she? Yes, that's right. So she probably has some sort of residency in Las Vegas. I'm yeah. assuming she she's staying at the Wynn. Or she's staying at the Bellagio or one of the many hotels. Now, I, this is no disrespect to Celine, and I hope none of her lawyers hear this, but I hear Celine has an awful gambling problem. And after every show, she puts on sunglasses and a trench coat and a hat, and she's like smoking a cigar, and she just goes to the blackjack tables all night, and she can win or lose millions of dollars a night. Yeah. Wow. I heard that the reason that she has the residency in Las Vegas is to pay off. Her gambling tab. Wow. I think My she God. bets on NCAA basketball. Yeah, I would. Yeah. It's a sure bet for a good time. So Montreal has had, it had the Montreal Expos baseball team, mm-hmm. lost them. It has... The Canadians, obviously, the hockey team. Mm-hmm. It has Basically lost them, the- <laughs> if, you, if you saw their most recent season. All right, oh, okay. Caitlin. We're okay. going to get some emails. Uh-oh, uh-oh. They have the Alouettes, the famous CFL team. Um, yeah. And they are one of the top eight CFL teams. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, out of the nine. Yeah. Yeah. And then... It's it's got a soccer team, the Impact, the Montreal Impact. Yep. Of course, how could I forget that? Mm-hmm. Now, do you think Montreal will ever get an NBA team? And if so, what would they be called, and what would the mascot be? Okay, one, no, two, um, the um, the crumbling infrastructures, <laughs> the the uh, the the mafia that builds the highway, or um, it's it's, it's the Saputo ballers, the cigarettes. The cigarettes. The yeah, Montreal the smokes. smokes. The Montreal, Montreal smokes. smokes. I feel like, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I was just going to say, when I hear a voice like the Montreal smokes, that reads as more Ontario to me, though. Well, I was translating it for you, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do they call cigarettes in Montreal? Do they say smokes? Er, yeah, and they smoke. No, er, cigarette. Ah, cigarette. Er, smoke. Er, smoke. Er, smoke. You have a you have fire for my smoke. What they say? You have fire. That's a fur, yeah. You have fire. It's so elemental. Seems so like uh, well, we poetic. Well, it's just it's very French has always been one of the most basic languages, right? Mm. If you look at French and Latin, it's basically the same thing, right? Right. Right. So it's, it makes sense because here, like a a grubby looking guy will come up to you, like you were saying, James, be like, "You y'all light for my smoke." It sounds like yeah, awful. But if someone came up to you and was like, "May I borrow some fire for my?" Cigarette. Oh my god, yes. It's pretty sexy. Yeah. So you 
from Montreal. Yeah. You live in Vancouver now, but you yeah. did also live in Toronto for a I spell. I used to live in Toronto. Yeah, I love this city. You're, you're all over the place. The three major cities in Canada, and you live, you've lived in them all. Yes. So can I ask a question? Of the three major cities in Canada, mm. Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, which is the best? And we're going to... I. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. I mean, that's a tough one. Mm. I mean, that's tough. Right now, my... I mean, I do have a mailing address. Okay. Uh, it is in Vancouver. Oh! So I'm a bit biased because that's where my mail goes. You need right. your mail. You need your mail. You don't have to open it, but you need to get it. You need that's to get it. That's what I always it. say. <laughs> you need your mail. You How need would, How would Jack mail. Nicholson say that? Well, no, or it makes me think of sort of a classic overbearing mother, like... Eat your food and you need your mail. You, know? you don't need to open it now, but you need you to hold need on to, have to your, your mail. mail. Yeah, <laughs> have another, have some more lunch, have a, have a bite, and keep your mail. Get your mail. That classic trope of the overbearing mother who is concerned about your mail. Yes. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing: if you miss your mail, you're missing opportunities. Yeah. Right. You know, you're missing an opportunity to participate in an election. You're missing your opportunity mm-hmm. to get your teeth cleaned. To pay your bills. Yes, you yep. can pay your bills. Or yep. you can keep that mail in a soft pile mm-hmm. and keep it in the corner of your home. Yes. Yes. What's the better city, Mike, you asked? Uh, and this is binding. This is official. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it fair to say that none of them are as good as New York? Yeah. Controversial. You know, I mean... Is Montreal a great city? Sure, European. It's fun. There's cobblestone streets. Yeah. Is Toronto an amazing city? Yes. There's always something to do. Some of the best bars and restaurants. People are doers. And I saw a guy smoking a actual pipe outside. That's fun. Absolutely. Yes. Is Vancouver a beautiful city? Yeah. The mountains meet the ocean. I mean, the <laughs> air is beautiful. That's true. Uh, are any of them Boston, New York, San Francisco, LA, or my favorite, Palm Springs? No. Mm. That's true. Toronto is not Palm Springs. It's not even close. Not even close. It's not even. I, I mean, would actually say I Toronto mean, stays up too late. Go to bed, Toronto. Put that on a T-shirt. Go Toronto to bed, versus Toronto. Go to bed. I think all those three cities are better than Boston. Well, are on par. On par. I've been to Boston. I really liked it. You've been to Boston, but New, get- New York is kind of like, ooh, you're in your own. You know, New York, London. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I about think London. those three are in the. Second tier. Yeah. Now, when you were in Boston, would you say that maybe you caught a case of the Beantown Blues? Uh, are you talking about uh, having to go to the toilet? Beans? Bart? Uh, oh, no. You just meant Beantown like Boston. What do you mean the Beantown Blues? Well, it's the thing that you get when you go to Boston. You get the Beantown Blues. And is that a bad thing or a good a thing? It's a bit sad. Well, I've never be, heard of this. It must be with an altitude thing, but it is a common term. Uh, the Beantown Blues. The Beantown How could Blues. anyone be sad in a city that gave us um, the mighty, mighty Boston's Robert uh, Kraft, who the, the New England Patriots owner right. who was arrested for going to a sexual massage parlor? New Edition and Bobby Brown. Yeah, and the um, Wahlbergs. The Wahlbergs and their restaurant Wahlbergers. Matt, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. I think. Excuse me. Are you forgetting the, about Cheers? The oh, Cheers. Wow. I was forgetting that. And the Dropkick Murphys. But cheers, yes. The Dropkick Murphys. Oh my God. I saw a cover band of the Dropkick Murphys oh, once and they God. were amazing. I thought the wow. Dropkick Murphys were a cover band. James? No, they play unique original songs in a Celtic punk style. Yeah. Wow. They're amazing too. But why mm. do people associate Boston with 
having the blues? Is it um, because, uh, why? You know, it's, it's funny. It, it might be something that's in the water, a la Flint. Uh, so too much maybe, tea. Too much <laughs> tea, yeah. Tea party. Yep. Great band. Great yes. Band. Well, we were Canadians. talking about them earlier. Yeah. yeah. And who was the lead singer of the tea party? Jeff Martin. Thank you. That's been bugging me. Jeff Martin days. and then Stuart Chatwood was the keyboard player. Mm. And then the drummer was another guy called Stuart. But now, I forget. You guys call him Jeff Martin. I call him Chef Martin. And I'll tell you why. Because to me, he is working hard, serving up nice big bowls of wonderful music. Wow. That's really well put, Mike. Huh. And music really does fill the soul. A it lot does. of people say, if you're hungry, just listen to some tunes. Yeah. Now, my, uh, my, my extended family used to live in Montreal, and one thing that always stood out to me was that the corner stores sold Lucy's, loose cigarettes, where you could buy them for five or ten cents. Does that still happen in Montreal? I don't think so, no. But it is how I started smoking. Really? Wow. And sure. You just... Was it legal, or was that just no, Montreal no. being a lawless city? I think that was just Montreal. I mean, it's the same reason that you can't turn right on a red uh, in Montreal, you know? Yeah, what's right. I actually drove to Montreal, mm-hmm. and I have Ontario plates, and then I did Uh-oh. try to turn right on a red without thinking about it, and a pedestrian stood in front of me and wagged their finger and saw my license plate and was like, not, not ear. Uh-uh. <laughs> they said what? Not ear. Yeah, yours to discover that you've made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing on the Ontario license plate. They hated me. Yours to discover. And it's changing soon under what? the Ford government. Yeah. They're, they're rebranding the province, and I think the new... Yeah, the new, yeah it's, this is true. The new license plate slogan is going to be like... It was going to be like open for business, but it's not that. It's yeah. Open uh, for business? They were going to bowl the 9-11 a- America thing, where it's like, Bush was like, we're open for business after 9-11, and Doug Ford was going to put that on the... License plates. But what is the new... I'm looking it up. A place s- to grow. Place to grow. Place to grow weed. Place to grow oh, weed. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin. <laughs> Sorry, that's the BC bud in me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I love those license plate um slogans. The little slogans? Yeah. What is British yeah. Columbia's one? Is that... I think it's the most beautiful place in the entire world. Everyone else <laughs> sad for you. No, but it's something about like beautiful BC or it's right. the most beautiful place on earth. Hmm. Uh, Nova Scotia's license plate says Canada's Ocean Playground. Hey, that's nice. <laughs> that sounds sort of pervy, though. Like Canada's Ocean Playground. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a playground. Um, Don't get your feet wet. Ever <laughs> seen those uh, Northwest Territories license plates in the shape of a polar bear? That's true. I that, love I've been, that. I've only never. I've obviously never been there, but I've been to bars. That's and, you know, scary. They have, they'll have license plates from all over the world. Yeah, and I've often seen that one. Polar bear, Northwest Territories. It's in the sh- yeah, it's the outline. shape of a polar bear. Yeah, because why does it always have to be a rectangle? I mean, if no it's reason. in the box, yeah. it's fine. Give us a circle. Give us an oval. Yeah, a triangle. <laughs> oh, I'd love some sort of oval license plate. Yeah, really, really nice. big. Yeah, yeah. And do we know any other provinces? Uh, Wild Rose Country is Alberta. Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Saskatchewan's yeah. is Land of the Living Sky. I want to say. Wow. Something okay. Like Manitoba's is Friendly Manitoba. Oh, Friendly Manitoba. Friendly Manitoba. New Brunswick. You can't say your own name in the license plate. It's, it's a like, reminder. If someone tells you like I'm really friendly, you know there's something a little wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you when you let me stay over last night and you're like, "Don't worry, I'm not going to watch you." Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, yeah. A weird thing to say. Uh, the Manitoba should change it from Friendly Manitoba to something else like um, you know, 
uh, Cummings land. Burton Cummings. Like, uh, oh. Burton Cummings was born here. Sounds Cummings yeah. land Cummings is not land. a great... Or just the word Cummings. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, Quebec's is Je me souviens, which means oh. I'll always remember. And it's is that daunting? That's menacing. I yeah, thought. no kidding. What are they I'll remembering? Never forget. Are they referring to like uh, I don't know uh, the creation of? <laughs> when they say I will, I will always remember. What are they referring to? Gino Vanelli. Yeah, isn't he Montreal? When Gino Vanelli was top of the charts. <laughs> yeah, Mit- when Mitsu was like a big deal. <laughs> remember that pop star baby Quebec had for a long time. Oh, was from Quebec? I thought yeah. that was the French I thought, baby. I thought it was from France. Oh, maybe he was from oh, France. Oh, but he's like, it's hard to be a baby. Yeah, zil yeah. zil d'être bébé. <laughs> hard, hard to be baby. Quebec has a unique sense of humor mm. uh, that the rest of the country uh, doesn't have. And it's, you know, to our shame. Yeah. And as I used to visit Montreal a lot, I would sometimes be there for the opening uh, parade of the... Just for Laughs Festival, the Juste Pourrir Festival, yes. the biggest comedy festival on the planet, and they would kick off the festival by having a hilarious uh, French-Canadian parade of twins. What? Which was supposed, I, I assume, was supposed to be humorous, and people would go and laugh at this just like, oh, a parade of twins. A different <laughs> style of sense of humor. Wow, no, but look that's at hilarious. Them. See, like, you just tell me that right now, and the idea of, like, all these people who look like one other person... <laughs> It's a different like, sense of humor. You know what? Your Quebec roots oh, are showing. God. Caitlin loves have, this twin parade. It's like a bunch of people walking and they be like, what? what? Am I seeing more than one? And suddenly what? you start laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Imagine they, I wonder if the, the encore is uh, triplets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about that. Oh. Caitlin, you're really showing your Quebec sense of humor here that you love. You love the idea of twins. What if the whole time it had been triplets, right? So you just see twin, twin, twin. And then the end of the parade, it's like one of each of the things you've already seen. And you're like, what? Now, Caitlin, I don't want you to think I'm picking on Quebec um, Mm. for no reason. I was born in Montreal. You were. Full full disclosure, but uh, left when I was two. My family moved. But um, Why didn't you tell me this? I was waiting for an hour into the podcast <laughs> to reveal this to you. Why wouldn't you tell me this, Mike? That's so weird that you would bring that up now. That's a weird thing to bring up this far into yeah. a hangout. She she stayed at your house last night. You wouldn't have said, oh, well, I, I didn't know that those were the rules. That when someone's staying at your house, you have to tell them where you were born. You I didn't know, know that. that I'm from Montreal. Yes. This is clearly, it was on my couchsurfing.com <laughs> profile. And you, yeah. it's not on yours, for the record. That's weird. I like to yeah. keep my, uh, you know, private details Where off the internet. Where else have you lived? I mean, is Mike your name? <laughs> it is my name, and I live in Toronto. But yes, I was born in Montreal, and uh, I, I feel that my sense of humor has grown out of the rich history of Quebec uh, humor. You know, for instance, uh, a great comedian like André Philippe Gagnon, the uh, impressionist. Are you mm. familiar with him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's playing around Ontario soon. With his new show called The History of Rock and Roll. Oh, does he do all the voices? He does. And there's a video on his website where he does everything from uh, Sweet Child of Mine. Uh huh. Whoa. And uh, These Eyes by Burton Cummings to uh, He Does Give It Away Now by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. He does all that? He does it all. Just while, him? Just him while wearing a suit and uh, just being a French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In, in, in Quebec, that's enough. 
<laughs> do you know that so Mount Royal in Montreal has the big uh, crucifix on the top mm-hmm. of the mountain it glows um, my brothers and I grew up we, our grandmother told us a story that we had a family member who had died who had gotten into some gambling problems and had major debts um, my aunt's first husband uh, and then he was so indebted to these gambling people that he uh, hanged himself from the cross on top of the mountain, <laughs> which is a very dramatic Should story. And then years later, we found out, like, oh no, Aunt Anne's husband, he, he just hanged himself in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> so it seemed sort of like a grand yeah. <laughs> story, and it was really more of just a bummer. It was well, just like very a- tragic, but. Yeah, but it's like, it went from like the operatic scale of like a man at at his wit's end hanging himself from a crucifix to like, oh, a guy who found him dead in his stinky basement. Anyway, that's just a fun (laughs) Montreal story. I don't think that's fun at all. It's not fun. Mike, he laughs at his pain, you know? Mike, I'm really sorry for your family's loss. Thank you. I never knew the man. Okay. I'm sure he'd be thrilled. But then my aunt married a French Canadian truck driver who made her... He was like, I'll marry you, but I don't want your kids. So my aunt just dropped her kids off at my grandmother's. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, when you get a hey, when you get a truck driver. I think it's good that you can laugh about this now. I think yeah. that's really great. I mean, it happened laugh. decades before I was sure, born. Sure, sure. So, I mean, yeah. but you know, wow. they, they say that um, trauma lives on through generations. So yeah, absolutely. You might want to absolutely. talk to someone at one point. Oh, no, Caitlin, believe me, this is a conversation. <laughs> I've had many times. Uh, have you have you ever talked to someone, Mike? Maybe just about these. Um, just to James. <laughs> yeah, my late night phone calls. Um, I don't answer, but I get messages. Voicemails. Yeah. You don't. You know the thing about a voicemail is that you are not obliged to listen to a voicemail. Hmm. Right. I think you're allowed to you you leave them all you want, but I think it's a social understanding that like you can leave a voicemail. No one's going to listen to it. They're just going to see, yeah. oh, I missed a call. I'll call, call them, them back. back. Say, what do you want? Yeah. Unless it's someone that stresses you out, then you're like, let me listen to the voicemail to see if I want to call them back. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just text them and say, everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm busy. That. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good move. Sorry I couldn't answer. Everything okay? Can't talk for a bit. Yeah. We hate voicemails on this podcast. Well, it's just like, I mean, and also I'm, I'm on to you, Virgin Mobile and all these kudus mm-hmm. making you pay $3 a month for a voicemail. <laughs> Hello, I don't want it, but I can't get nope. rid of it. Yeah. Oh, you'd be an outcast if you didn't have voicemail at this point. Oh, people would think I was poor. Yeah. They'd think I'm, you know, like you. The last yeah, taboo. Think like Mike. Um, well, should I try the game now, Mike? Yes. All right. It's time for the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. So, Caitlin, in the first 100 episodes, Mm -hmm. we'd be like, oh, let's play a game at the end. But they were always stupid. They were always like, what cereal would you be if you were, you know... On the Maple Leafs. Like, it would always be a bit silly. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going to try a real game. Okay. This is a real game. And um, we're getting real now. After 100 episodes, we're, we're figuring we're it real. out. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give you guys five movie titles, <laughs> the year the movie was made, okay. and a brief description. Some are real. Some 
are fake. Okay. And you guys guess. So, sorry, we have to guess which one is real, or which ones are real, or which. Well, ones I'm going to tell fake? you all five, and you say if you think it's real or fake. Oh, then, okay. Okay. After each one, or at the end? After each one, I think. Okay. And right. you can discuss it. I'm excited for this new uh, approach to a game. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. I'm going to keep mine wide open. Movie number one. Date with an angel. Hmm. 1987. Jim wakes up from his bachelor party to find an injured angel in his pool. (laughs) Now he has to figure out how to cure the angel, tell his jealous fiance what happened, and keep his friends from telling the papers. Date with an angel, 1987. Is it real or fake? Uh, uh, Sorry, I've opened my eyes. I think it's real. Why do you think that? Because it's it's very it's um weekend at Bernie's meets uh weird science meets mm-hmm. uh every Hallmark movie. You know, so it's mm-hmm. it's, got, it's it the Venn diagram of the circles of, you know, those three things. That little crossover, I think it's that movie. And it was okay. a time when people wanted angel content, you know? Touched from above. Or, or touched by an angel. Touched by an angel. Yes. Sorry, that's what it was. Not yep. touched from above. Yep. Uh, touched from above is a different movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say real. Angel content, bachelor <clears throat> party. Yeah. Also, a pool. Pools were huge in the 80s. Okay. Mike? It's called Date with an Angel? Date with an Angel, 1987. And the, and the angel, okay. Um, I'm going to say it's real as well, because it has. It, it would. I can imagine uh, Hollywood executives ticking all the boxes of like, yeah, pool party. Christianity, um, you know, dating, romance, um, and I can picture like Jim Belushi being the guy who has to hide the angel. It's very similar to Splash. It reminds me of Splash. But with an angel. Yeah. Splash with an angel. Yeah. <laughs> you are both correct. Yes! Yes. Yeah, like you could so see a young Jason Bateman in this role. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, okay, there's, there's an angel. There's an angel. How does an angel right. get injured? And by the way, this movie starred Phoebe Cates. I really? don't know if she was the angel or the jealous fiance. I bet you she was the angel. I bet she was. Well, she was an angel. She Please. absolutely was. God, she's beautiful, eh? Oh, yeah. Wow. The other day I was talking. right up my alley. I'll tell you that much. The other day someone was talking to me about Jamie Gertz. Do you remember, like, <laughs> Jamie like, Gertz? Wait a second. Who was talking to you about Gertz? Oh, this guy. Oh, Gertzy? Okay, that's Jamie Gertz. Oh, remember her? Yeah, she was the she, she was Bill Paxton. That's a bad picture. She was Bill Paxton's wife in uh, Twister. Twister. Well, she was his fiance, but she was Gertz. an '80s babe too. Yeah, she's fiance. fiance. You're right because he ended mm. up staying, going with Helen Hunt. That's right. Okay, made Twister. mistake. Yeah, Twister. Okay, next movie. Okay, this one's called Donato and Daughter, <laughs> 1993. Mm-hmm. Two cops, a father and daughter. Who have had a frosty relationship must team up to stop a brutal serial killer who targets nuns. I can see this appealing to every Italian. Um, it mixes religion with family troubles and loyalty, um, and probably some humor. What year? Well, you humor. Two cops, a father and daughter who have a frosty relationship must team up to stop a brutal serial killer who targets nuns. Okay, nineteen ninety three. Donato and daughter. Mm, I'm going to say it's fake. Because right. if they're both cops, then it would be Donato and Donato. You know what I mean? It would be like right. the Donatos. Also, I don't see how a brutal serial killer would murder nuns. If anything, the things we, we see murdered are 
Um, women, yes, yeah. but not nuns. Like women are often not murdered nuns. in movies. But the nuns are untouchable. If anything, the nuns are the murderers. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, there was that that movie, The Nun. Yeah, The Nun, exactly. And this is 93? 1993. Yeah. Same year as Pulp Fiction. I'm going to say it's real. It's real. Really? Yes, star Charles Bronson. Yes. Oh, I can see him. He was Donato, I think. Playing Donato. Yeah, he's perfect for Donato. Now, is he the dad in (laughs) Beethoven? No, that's <laughs> Charles Grodin. Grodin. That's Charles but, Grodin. But Charles Bronson would have been wonderful as the, as the, the apoplectic father in Beethoven. That dog's too big. This dog is too big. Donato and daughter also makes me think of Toronto star cartoonist Donato. Donato, find Donato's bird. This could have been Remember based that? on the Toronto star cartoonist Donato solving these crimes with Lord his daughter. Toronto loves a, a murderer. Oh, Absolutely. we do. Holy We've had loads. Jeez, you guys love a serial killer. <laughs> um... All right, here's the next one. Okay. This game, may I just compliment you for the quality of this game so Thank far? you. Well, fuck, I mean, you know, may as well try. All right, here's the next movie. This one's called Ball Cap, 1990. Teenager Jeffrey wins a bright red ball cap at a mysterious carnival, <laughs> only to find out once he places it on his head, he can't pry it off. Soon the ball cap is leading Jeffrey on a chase to solve a terrible crime that plagued his small town. <laughs> okay. Well, it shouldn't be a movie. Uh, it's it's, it's ball terrifying. Cap. Ball cap. Okay, well, so this is a common trope. A young boy finds a thing, it changes him. Like a Shazam, right? Or like mm-hmm, big, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. what have you. So it's a little, like, you think that they would have named it something like, um, like, uh, uh, hat, hat. Hat, t- hat time, or I don't know. Uh, you don't, hot so head. You object you know. to the just the title ball yeah, cap. That's what throws me. That's what I'm. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna say it's fake, also, but it does sound terrifying. The idea of this hat that the young boy can't pry off his head—that would—that's giving me nightmares just thinking about it. Um. Also, the connection between a baseball hat and solving a murder, a crime, seems. Um, a little, uh, beyond belief. Uh, I can say it's fake. It is fake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ball cap is fake. Okay. It'd be great to see, though. Now, did you Imagine. write the fake one? I wrote the fake one, yeah. It's, you know what? Don't throw it away. Yeah, it's a good idea, huh? Imagine if the actor from Young Sheldon played the oh. hero. Well, I could imagine cap. some oh. kid being like, I'll buy a ball cap, you know, and then it's like, I can't get it off my head. And then, <laughs> you know, it maybe it controls his arms or something. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I think of with a red ball cap is a ball cap that says "Make America Great Again," oh. and then he can't take it off, and all of a sudden he's just like, "Oh, oh he's a Republican," and he can't. That's a good. That's actually oh. a good modern day movie. Mm-hmm. A, lib- a liberal, a liberal, he puts on a, a "Make America Great Again" hat, ironically, and then he can't get it off his head. But then he understands what the other side has been saying, and it turns oh. out they're not that different. And then oh. he's at a final rally. And he's like, hey, listen to me, listen to me. And he gives this huge speech to all the Republicans. And then he realizes, wait a minute, my hat fell off yesterday. I've been wearing the hat all day. Oh, my God. The the twist. Like the end of Liar, Liar, when he wasn't under the spell anymore, but he still wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. He was just, he had learned how to be a good man, a good father. That's good. I like it. Mm. All right, uh, next one. (laughs) Just a bit of candy, 19... (laughs) 1976. Seductive Londoner Candy Common 
causes quite the stir when she strikes up illicit romantic trysts with both the Prime Minister and Leader of the Opposition. Soon the entire House of Commons is, fi- is fighting over, about and over gorgeous candy. This reminds me of something that Mike Myers would uh, put into like an Austin Powers movie. I think it's real because uh, British movies uh, and hum- sense of humor um, seems to line up with this kind of thing. A saucy, sexy comedy. Yeah, and uh, the idea of the Prime Minister having some sort of love affair with a commoner is, mm-hmm. you know, there was that, there's that Christmas love story movie. Uh, love? Actually. And in that one of the massive, beautiful plot points is the Prime Minister having sex with one of his secretaries? Yeah. yeah. They fall in love. And they, and they make out at a children's Christmas concert. And in the movie, they're like, oh, she doesn't look so great. And she's like the most... Biggest Smoke babe show. of all time. Yeah, and everyone's like, "What a dumpy, what a, what yeah, a, like, what a are you fat dumpy me? horse." What guy in the world wouldn't be like, "Oh, Stunning. thank God!" Yeah, thank God. That she, I mean, the whole time I watched the movie, I was like, "Give me more of her waistline." Me too. <laughs> yum yum. Anyway, sorry, Mike. Just a bit of candy. I think that just a bit of candy is a real movie, and I I would love to see it. I also think just a bit of candy is a real movie. Just it's fake. Oh, no. <laughs> just, just a bit, a bit of candy, candy is fake. I feel sad like it died. I feel like I'm something. Sorry. Maybe the title gave it away because you wouldn't just wouldn't be in a movie title. No, just a it bit would of just candy. be called uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it seemed yeah. Yeah, y- yummy. Yummy candy. <laughs> yummy candy. I just thought like, oh, I just have a bit of candy. You know. Anyway, candy. That's what Who would I'm, the? I'm having candy. Have you had some candy? <laughs> I have. Would Benny Hill be the lecherous opposition oh, leader? Yes. And the prime minister would have been played by like... Uh, who was the pr- guy Bob who played Hoskins? the prime minister? Yeah, or the guy who played the prime minister in the original House of Cards, the British miniseries version. Oh. Just like sort of an upper, like a, up, uptight Ian McKellen. Guy. Someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then Sir Benny Ian Hill McKellen, would be yeah. the opposition. Like, I can't believe Candy likes him. She should like me. Yeah, or it would be a, a modern day Colin Firth and Hugh uh, Grant. Sure. Hugh Grant would be not the prime minister. Colin Firth would be the prime minister, and then Hugh Grant Ooh, would be yeah. the opposition leader. Yeah. All right, last one. This is the last movie. Uh, this one is called Real Men from 1987. And uh, it says, A womanizing CIA agent and an insecure insurance agent are paired together to make sure a deal goes through with aliens for the future of mankind. And it was a bonus. This stars Jim Belushi and John Ritter. And as a second, yeah. Can I ask how real is spelt? R-E-A-L. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, great. Womanizing CIA agent and an insecure insurance agent. And it was Jim Belushi and John Ritter? Yeah. I can see that being real. And it's aliens? Yep, they make a plan. They make a deal with aliens uh, to uh, help the future of mankind. I can imagine John Ritter being a sort of like uh, Jack Lemon esque, like nervous uh, insurance agent trying to make cut a deal with aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? The casting is what makes me believe that it's real because it's pretty spot on casting for mm-hmm. those classic archetypes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with real. Why not? Real. It's real. Is yes. It? And as a bonus fact, it grossed zero point eight seven million dollars at the box office, according to IMDb. Really? Even with that star power and that premise? Yeah. And if you look up the cover of Real Men, yeah. it, I think you will have a flashback to like, I remember being in a video store uh, at like, you know, the age of eight. And I do remember seeing this bad looking mm. VHFs. 
Like that's the that's the oh yes. the VHS cover. Absolutely. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, bravo, James. Thank so, you. Great so game, James. The two fake ones were ball cap and just a bits of candy. Yes, the other three were real. Wow. That uh, very fun. Well, that fun could game. be good. Thank you. Yeah, maybe we could keep doing that. I think you could do that with a lot of things, too. Is it a real song? Is it a real movie? Well, that's what Is we it... were saying. Mike could do the next one and do albums yeah. or something. Albums, mm-hmm. yeah. And like list some tracks on it. Yeah. The yeah. band name. Yeah. Yeah, any accolades it got. <laughs> Guys, if you like the game, tweet us. Yeah. At LT Pod Mess. Yeah. Do you get a lot of people t- uh, tweeting at you? Oh, sometimes. Okay. Not a lot, but some some listeners, sometimes. And then sometimes we get uh, tweeted at by actual uh, real estate agents or landlord mm-hmm. organizations. Really? We get weird. Yes. We, yes. We sometimes get funny Facebook messages like, why can't I move out of my place yet? Or, and we're like, it's oh, just a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my uh, my phone number, which is 604-363-66, beep, beep, um, is listed on the BC Coast Guard's emergency website as their emergency hotline. Wait a second. So when someone calls the Coast Guard to report an oil spill, it comes to this little duck. Wait, why do they have your number on it's the website? Typo. Oh, my do God. Do you have the equipment? Required to clean no. up an oil spill? And do, do you know how people get mad at me when I say I'm sorry, I'm just Caitlin? And they say, "Well, where, who do I call?" And I said, "I don't know who. To, I don't know what. To, I don't know what to tell you." And I tried they fix this. I, well, what am I going to do? Call them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have sent them many emails. I've tried tweeting at the BC Coast Guard saying, "Hey, my personal phone number is listed as your emergency response line for and they oil spills." In they Vancouver. haven't changed That's it. Crazy. They haven't changed it. And I've been in Vancouver now for. Years. I've lived there for years. That's well, insane. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I guess these, these you know, sailor men, boat people, they probably don't know uh, HTML. They probably don't know how to update their own website. Probably not. That must have been quite a revelation when you, because you must have like looked on the internet, like, why am I getting all these calls and found your number? The first one, I was like, oh, they dialed the wrong number. And then that guy called me back right away and was like, Coast Guard? And I said, no, Caitlin. He said, oh, okay, sorry. And then he hung up again. And then the phone rang again. And I said, Coast Guard? And he went, Coast Guard? I said, no, Caitlin. This is dangerous, though, because what if yes. Russia sent a fleet of ships to attack the BC coast, and then people start calling you, and, and I, you're, you're the first line of defense, or oh, the last line of defense? It would not be great, because I wouldn't know what to do. I, I don't have any sand, you know, for oil no. spills, is what I was assuming. Yeah. Use sand and a shovel. That'd or... be a good movie, though. You, you know, you get the call that, that there's this big oil spill, and... and, and you, like you can't get a hold of the government, so you get a bunch of paper towel or whatever, and you go to the ocean and you do it yourself. Yeah. And I get a small army together and go, hey, I don't know what we're not supposed to do, but I will tell you what we are going to do. Yeah. Clean this thing clean up. Clean this fucking thing up. I want to I see it so clean I can see my reflection in this ocean. Yeah. But, hey, but miss, that's not possible. Just do it. <laughs> well, you know what's also not possible? Changing a phone number on a website. <laughs> but that's true. Oh, it's a true story. I'm the, I'm the official point person for the Coast Guard right now. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, well yeah. That's Kate, a great way to, to end our, yes. our conversation. <laughs> Kaylin, thank you so much. Uh, we're done? That was so fun. Yeah, we're done. Oh, um, it was a blast. Thank you so much. And uh, you're in Vancouver. I am. You have a show, The Sunday Service, every Sunday night. It's really right. popular. If you ever are in Vancouver, you should go. It's the it's the most amazing show. Yeah, we do a show every Sunday at the Fox. Uh, it's Ooh. called The Sunday Service. And it's at 9 o'clock on Sundays. Ooh. And it's Vancouver's longest running independent 
improv show, so don't Woo! tell my parents. Nice. Uh, I also have a comedy school out there called Blind Tiger Comedy, so All right. you can come take classes at Blind Tiger. And- you should. We'll put the details on the, uh, the show episode notes. Great. Um, thank you so much, Caitlin. That was so great. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time. Thank oh you for my having god. Me. You're welcome. What an fan. honor. And uh, I'm honored to have you uh, staying in my uh, small apartment. Thanks, Michael. I'm probably going to get a hotel tonight. Black, black heart. Would you offer more? Would you make it easy?